0: Welcome to Talking At No One, the show where I, Aloni, hang out by myself, because I need to write this right now. This week we're doing another Talking At No One, and I have no idea what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to adapt a video game movie, that's all I know. So what the hell am I doing, I have no idea. I recorded like three different episodes of this show that are just useless, they were the first times I recorded this and they were so meh. The stories I came up with were good, but the overall feel of everything felt wrong. It felt confused, and it seemed like I was kind of just trying to figure it out. But now that I'm a lot better at writing, I think I can do this. But yeah, I just watched the Mortal Kombat movie and the Sonic movie and a bunch of different video game movies, and I realized that video game movies are back, and they're good now. And I want to make one. And I'm tired of doing TV shows on this. So let's go and do a movie. So I had a lot of different ideas I was thinking of working on. I just went through video game series like crazy. A Tom Clancy cinematic universe could be cool of like all the games, like a Splinter Cell cinematic universe could have been cool. Splinter Cell Conviction movie would be so fucking good. Or Double Agent, Double Agent's great. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, where you use Soap McTavish, and you do a story about him and, like, the action movie series that he's in. But, like, these stories are already told. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe Call of Duty Zombies, because that's confusing and nobody understands it, so maybe I could explain it. But I don't even understand Call of Duty Zombies. And then I was like, okay, Sly Cooper? But what the hell is that about? It's clearly a video game plot. Like, it's, he has to get all the pieces of the Thievius Raccoonus. There's no movie. There's a bunch of cool set pieces. I mean, I guess you could do a movie out of it. You'd just do cool set pieces at each location, and having her chase him the whole time. But I don't know if it would work. Brutal Legend would make a fucking metal ass movie and I would watch every second of it. But the game is already a good enough experience, doesn't even need a movie. Army of Two could be good. You could even write a completely different sort of thing. Alan Wake is a really good game, which has got Stephen King vibes. And he's like a writer in a sleepy town and everything he's writing comes to life and is real. That's a fucking good movie. Or like even like the the old Bard's Tale game from PS2. That shit is fire. That's a great ass game. I don't know if it would make a good movie. I do have a really dumb idea. And I don't know if I should focus on that one. Doing a Mario movie, but not a normal Mario movie. A long time ago, I don't remember where I heard this. But I heard someone talk about a theory they had that... It's actually a post-apocalyptic world. Because the way the toads work is the toads are like tiny people. And they look like mushrooms, they're mushroom people. There is a fungus that is a zombie. Like there's a fungus that infects people and creatures. And then it spreads and it makes you kill yourself. And that'd be a really cool thing. And The Last of Us has kind of showed that with like zombie... Fungal zombies. So like a post-apocalyptic fantasy kingdom. And everybody's all infected by these mushroom creatures. And then there's like a princess who's like the queen of them all and controls them. But then how do you include Bowser in that? Do you make Bowser like a big dragon? Like he's fighting against it? I don't know. It kind of falls apart immediately, doesn't it? I'm just... I'm trying to find an idea. Because I... I'm running dry this week. I've been doing a lot of these. And I want to adapt a video game into a movie. I know that. But I don't know where to start. I mean, I already did a Kingdom Hearts TV show last time. Where can I go from? What resonates so deeply? What do I have expertise in? I think I just gotta pick something and then just go with it. Here's what what I'm gonna do. I have 12 ideas, 12 games that could probably be adapted well. I've decided that I wanna prove not only that video game movies are possible, but I also wanna prove that the system I have for writing that I've been working on for a long time works so well that I'll be able to break all of these video game movies instantly just like that just super quick so i've basically written seven steps to come up with a movie or a story of any kind and i'm gonna go through them and i'm gonna try desperately to adapt all of these movies super fast so i'm gonna get a lot of stuff wrong but bear with me okay movie number one brutal legend what's the concept for this movie all right Eddie Riggs, badass rock musician, metal roadie, is working day to day on this boring-ass tour, working for this shitty boy band, and he hates his life. As the ultimate roadie, he still sacrifices himself to save the band's life, and in this moment, he dies, and he is transported to the metal world, where everything is just like metal album art. He meets heroes of the world, he travels this metal world, meeting various sages and powerful cameos of various metal musicians and themes of various metal stories. And he fights against this terrible villain. It's a bit of a love story, but in the end, he rides off into the sunset, never to be seen again. Step two. Who are the characters in this beautiful adaption of insane metal? The hero, Eddie Riggs. Played by Jack Black, he's Jack Black, but he's a roadie. His ultimate villain, the most stereotypical bad guy. Played by Tim Curry because he voiced him in the original game, so why not just have him play him? Davilicus, the Emperor of the Tainted Coil. This evil Emperor that is stereotypically a big bad. Davilicus has a sidekick, who is a representation of glam metal, named General Lion White. And he's basically David Bowie. His hair's so big he flies with it. Eddie soon meets two locals: Lars Halford and his sister Lita, and his ultimate love interest, Ophelia. The group form a band and travel the world, creating armies to defeat Davilicus and Lion White. Them's the characters. Eddie eventually falls for Ophelia. And the two have a sort of love, but it's never really acted upon all that much. And then he leaves into the sunset in the end. The next part of my, like, seven steps is to figure out the plot. So I have a little system where I have, its called it the three wares and the two hows. It's not important. My point is, is I'm just going to figure out these questions. Where do we start? Jack Black on stage. You do the typical rock band shit. He hates the band, he gets killed, wakes up in metal world, and then he gets his band together and they all go traveling. How do we leave? He meets our three other heroes, they join forces, he builds a band and he tells them that they gotta take down Davilicus and they gotta prove that they can beat him. Looking at the original story, it's kind of muddy and messy because it's a video game and it doesn't really need to fit and make sense story-wise, which is why these steps are so important. So we start when he comes through, and we get the introduction to this badass metal world. And then he gets to the farms, and he meets up with the villagers. And he gets all these servants to work together, and he builds this massive army. And then immediately they're defeated. And Davilicus says that he's going to kill Eddie. And then Eddie, Lars, his sister, and Ophelia all flee and run away into the wilds. And they're kind of trapped, and they don't know what they're going to do. And they're slowly recruiting allies to join their side. So where do we go? Where, where is the big point of this story? So we get the fun in games of them going through different worlds. And they're meeting different heroes. And we get all the fun shit from the game. Of just those exciting moments. Of all the big boss fights. And all the various heroes they meet. Where they meet like Slash and shit. And they meet Ozzy Osbourne to upgrade these weapons. And they just kind of do a cool ass road trip for a while. But ultimately, we go to the Sea of Black Tears. That's the big climax of this story. In the Sea of Black Tears, Ophelia eventually is lost, and she is sent down into the sea, where a clone of her comes out, and they then have to fight all the Goths that try to take over the world. This story is so epic that it really should be a TV show, but I'm trying to break movies. And really, in my, you know, steps or whatever to write better, I start off by saying you got to pick the right medium. And I know this would fit better as a TV show. And you would just go, you know, boss by boss. Every every person they recruit and every boss they fight, that's an episode. And it would be really simple. But since it's a movie, you're going to have to boil a lot of it down. He loses Ophelia and he feels like all is lost and that he failed everyone. And everyone is defeated by these goths and the world is being devoured and destroyed. And then that's when he realizes that he's the succubus' son, and that he's the son of a demon and he's gonna save the world, and he grows demon wings, and his army gets revitalized, and they fight back, and they kill Devilicus, and he rips Ophelia's heart out of her evil clone, and then brings her back to life, and then he says goodbye, and she cries a single black tear as he rides away into the sunset. You could say it was all a dream and he learns the lesson that metal exists in your heart or some shit. But overall, you get the plot of the movie, to really speed that by, and compress that into a movie. Eddie Riggs, badass roadie, on stage, hates the band he's working for, saves their lives, and then dies. He wakes up in a hell metal world, meets three allies who are going to help him on his adventures, gets all these people toiling in the mines to join him and to rise up against their oppressors with the power of metal, Immediately, they are all destroyed by the big bad guy, Davilicus, who reveals himself and implies that maybe Jack Black is actually the son of a demon. That there's something going on, he's smelling this demon wherever Jack Black is. The three of them are lost and banished into the world, and the fun and games of the story and the majority of the movie is them in the Deuce, the badass rock and roll metal car, driving across the world with their various allies, recruiting various heroes until eventually they make it to the Sea of Black Tears where Ophelia dies in the pit and an evil copy comes out and they must fight the Goths and they are beaten to the end of the world where they're all about to die and then Jack Black grows wings, defeats them all with the power metal, rips her heart out and brings her back to life and says goodbye as he rides away. Epic-ass, metal-ass movie. Took me a minute to figure that out, but I got it. Next movie. Splinter Cell cinematic universe this is less of a movie and more of a couple of movies in a row so i'm gonna simplify it as fast as possible using this system you start off i'm just gonna make a trilogy of movies really fast i'm gonna see how fast i can write a movie because this is this is really i don't know if this is entertaining but this is interesting to do this is an interesting thought experiment to try out okay if you don't know splinter cell is the story of a man named sam fisher who is a badass James Bond-esque super spy, but way more realistic. He's a special ops team member, and he goes around the world doing various stealthy missions for the U.S. government. He's a member of Third Echelon, a group of badass spies who all wear goggles on their head that have three lights, which kind of defeats the purpose of being a spy if everybody knows who you are based on your goggles, but whatever. I would base the trilogy of these movies around three specific games in the series that I think perfectly sum up the series of Splinter Cell. First one, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. It's him at his height, you get Sam Fisher, you get Third Echelon, you get a big stereotypical bad guy, he fights him, boom, you get a little bit of Chaos Theory in there, cool. Then you go into Splinter Cell Double Agent which is a movie about him going into prison and leaving his daughter to go to prison and go undercover. And he's thrown out of society and he's turned into the bad guy. And the entire time he's going on these crazy, death-defying missions as he returns back home to their main base where all these terrorists hang out. And he goes around and he sneaks doing various little things. It's a really good game. The coolest part of that game is the parts where you're in their base and you're trying to sneak around without getting caught and you have to do various things at certain times. It's a great game. And then you end it with the Liam Neeson taken S movie, which is clearly Taken-inspired, which is Splinter Cell Conviction, where his daughter is killed and he is sought out on a vengeance mission to take down the very corporation he works for, Third Echelon, who may or may not have killed his kid, where it is revealed halfway through in his bloody revenge That his daughter isn't actually dead and he's been killing all these people for barely any reason he comes to his senses and he saves the day these would all work as great movies and also great tv shows i think splinter cell double agent would be an amazing tv show the characters of this trilogy of movies are very simple there's sam fisher and then there's the person on his radio that's all that matters lambert is his handler pretty simple lady on the phone he has a daughter there's various criminals. The bad guys are generic terrorists. You don't even really need characters for this story. It just boils down to, there's a big bad. They're doing something crazy. You gotta stop them. In Chaos Theory, they're trying to activate an EMP to completely disable the a city and fuck everybody up. And they actually do it, and it's pretty awesome. And then in Double Agent, they're just trying to blow up shit and steal shit. Fund their terrorist operations. And then in... Uh, In Conviction, he's trying to take down the people that murdered his daughter, and I think they murdered Lambert, too. It's been a while since I played it. So yeah, I don't even have to write each individual movie. I could explain them all right here. Um, Each story starts on a mission that he is doing. Each of the games has a big-ass set piece in the beginning that you're trying to do that sort of sets up who he is, and then it sets up the next story. The first movie would open up on the chaos theory story, which is you go into this room and there's just a man being tortured in a bathtub and you're trying to rescue him and he's already dead. So then you need to figure out what happened and what he told them and then get the hell out of there. And you're trying to uncover the truth and you go all around the world. You go into these high-tech offices where they have glass panes that change color and like become opaque. You take down the bad guy. Uh, you learn about all their plots. The city gets EMP'd. Then you go and find them. I think you're in a nuclear sub at one point. It's hard to remember all the various plot points. But each story basically begins with a big badass intro sequence. Then we find out sort of a connection to the big bad that he's trying to catch. Then he goes from mission to mission, and eventually you get to the big low point of each story, which in the first one is the EMP goes off, and that's the big bad thing that happens. An entire city is without power and he has to take down the bad guys. In the second one, he's found out by them and they're actually, in the second game, the big bad point is when you have to kill a man in order to prove that you're one of them. So he goes into prison, he gets out of prison, he kills a man eventually, and that is the moment where he has to totally join in with them. And then they're about to do this big nuclear thing, and he stops it. And then in the third movie, in order to build back interest, Lambert and his daughter are dead, and now he has no one. And he has to fight his way through. And then halfway through the story, you find out Oh, they're both alive. You've been tricked this entire time. You killed innocent people. Well, not innocent people, but you brutally tortured and murdered people. The very thing that you quit Third Echelon to do. And now you have to live with it. And you have to go and defeat the big bads again. And in the end, he finds out Third Echelon was bad this whole time and everything he was doing was wrong. And then he takes them down through blackmail. Pretty okay trilogy of movies, I think it could be interesting if you do it that way. But I need to keep moving. Number three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Fuck, there's a lot of names in these games. Just so you know, I have to go on Wikipedia this shit every time. No, I don't want the reboot, I want the original. This is another trilogy, holy fuck, how am I gonna do this? Alright, just to speed this along, let me just tell you something. When you're adapting a video game into a movie, all you really need to do is take the plot of the movie, is take the plot of the video game, and then just use it, and that's it. Like, I don't know why these turn out so bad. Like, looking at these, all you li- literally need to do is Wikipedia it, and you pretty much got everything you need to start writing, and then maybe play through the whole game to get the feeling of how the characters talk and act, and then you can just write a story based on it. I don't know why this is so hard for Hollywood to do. You play the game and then you go, is this more episodic or is this more movie-like? Alright, if it's episodic, make it a TV show. If it's movie-like, make it more like a movie. That's it. So yeah, here's Modern Warfare 4. Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. The first Modern Warfare before they rebooted it. You do a trilogy of movies for each Modern Warfare. The first one is about Soap McTavish. And you follow a couple of different characters in these games. And that's one thing I really like. So you keep that up. And you don't even need to do a TV show to do it. The cool thing is that you can follow these three sort of stories that are going in order. You don't even have to cut between them like how the games do. You start with an American soldier in the Middle East. He's fighting. He's trying to take down a random terrorist bad guy. And he's moving around in the city and things are going around. You get a cool first act of like, oh yeah, this is a modern warfare movie. And then, boom, nuclear bomb goes off. That's how the movie starts. Nuclear bomb the craziest moment in that game you're playing through it and you play as a man who gets nuked It's fucking nuts and that would be an amazing big intro to a movie Nuke goes off suddenly you're Soap McTavish and you're hanging out You follow Soap McTavish who's this badass soldier you get that cool ass intro of them fighting and taking down the train and taking down the ship. Why did I say trained they're taking down the ship And they're fighting all the terrorists in there. And you get this cool intro of the team getting together. And you see Captain Price, Soap McTavish. It's written like an action movie. They always said that's what it was. Because they couldn't do World War II anymore. So they're like, how do we do this? Well, let's just do an action movie. And it's a really good one. Soap is a really cool character. So Soap and Captain Price, his mentor, and a bunch of other members of the team whose names really don't matter in the long run. They go on this ship and they're trying to figure out what's going on. The nuke went off. The nuke is actually supposed to go off in the middle, but it's fine to make it go off in the beginning to make it more exciting. It could be the big sad moment in the middle of the movie, you know, the all is lost, but it's not. You know what the all is lost is? The all is lost is the fucking terrorist shootout scene. The most controversial scene in gaming where you play as an undercover cop. You're actually, I think you're an undercover CIA agent and you're in an airport with a bunch of terrorists, these Russian terrorists, and you're trying to stop them. But you have to commit the acts in order to catch them. Like, you're trying to stop... I don't know why you don't stop it straight up, but he's so deep cover that he's trying to learn out, learn more because apparently they have a nuke and he's trying to figure out how to get it. So you play as that CIA guy, and in the movie, you just follow that CIA guy for a little bit. And the CIA guy has to go through with this, and they say no Russians because they're saying they only want to kill Americans and various other peoples. And they just start shooting all these people... And in the game, people always talked about how it's violent and you're playing as a terrorist and that's horrible, but they never actually look at the story. The story is about how you're an undercover CIA agent and you do, you're not allowed to shoot people for most of it. Only once you cross that line in the scene where they shoot all the people do you have to start shooting cops. And you only have to shoot the cops. You don't have to shoot anybody else. You only shoot the people who attack you. But anyway, in the end, it is revealed they knew the whole time that he was undercover, and they kill him, and that's why they did this, so they could blame it on America. It's fucking beautiful. It's a beautiful story. So the story basically revolves around this team with Soap McTavish and, his ca- and Captain Price, and they go around and they f- fucking do missions, and it's just all the different missions from the game. You could do it as a TV show where you follow the team, or you could do it as a movie. If you do it as a TV show, you basically follow... Um, each season is a different game, and you just follow various characters, and then you have certain characters from the game that will immediately die, and then you have certain characters that stay, and Soap is kind of the main through line. But if you do a movie, you just focus on Soap, and then you kind of cut away to those crazy scenes where you're following someone else, and then suddenly they fucking die. And then on the screen, oh shit, we gotta go in and fix this. This is a direct result of that. But there's a flashback scene at one point where Captain Price is in Chernobyl, sneaking around trying to assassinate a man, and then he fails to assassinate the guy, and that is the guy who has caused all of these problems. And then in the end of the game, he fucking shoots you, and you're almost dead, and you pull your gun up, and you fucking shoot him in the head. And it'd be an awesome scene in a movie. And then you could go on and do two more movies of this. Modern Warfare 2 starts with an epic-ass snowmobile run. It ends with, I think, an entire EMP... Does the EMP go off in the first one? No. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember what happens in Modern Warfare 2. Is that the one with the EMP, or is it the third one? Holy shit. I just went and looked through the Wikipedias of these again. Oh my god, the Modern Warfare games are complicated, and I blended a lot of them together. The nuke happens in the first one, but in the second one, they just do the shooting. And then America is invaded immediately. And then in the third one, they have the EMP. It's crazy. Those are some fucking complicated-ass games. A lot of shit happens in those games. Like It should just be a TV show. I'm not even going to break the rest of them. But I will say just as sort of an aside on it. The first story is about Soap and about the nuke going off. The second story is about the terrorist attack and then America getting completely attacked by Russians. And you're you're following Soap's teammate, a younger recruit that he's training. And then in the end, Soap gets shot when he's trying to stop a missile silo from doing another nuke, I guess. And then in the third game, the big bad guy who you follow for the beginning of the movie is the, uh, is the crazy man with the machete who's killing dozens of people, and it's fucking crazy. And there's a bunch of nuts-ass shit in that story. I don't even want to get into the details of that one. But they could be, that could be its own episode. Holy shit, why didn't I just do that? But yeah, video games take a lot to impact in some of their stories. Next movie, Call of Duty Zombies. Call of Duty Zombies is an insane concept to work on. There's so much batshit insanity in these stories. It started as a bonus mode where you just fight off zombies after falling and crashing in a plane and you're just trying to stop them and survive as long as possible and then eventually you die. Then they added characters to that and the characters are fucking amazing and it involves time travel and weird Nazi magic. It's complicated and I don't even want to touch it. But it would make a really good TV show or movie because you could follow this scientist as he's working on stuff, and eventually you learn that he is a Nazi scientist, and he's the big bad guy, but his younger self is the good guy, and it's fucking insane. You get a samurai, a standard boring-ass American soldier who's like, out for blood, woohoo, yeah, a fucking Nazi scientist, And a fucking Russian sniper. And the four of them have to work together while traveling across the universe in various timelines and broken universes and different weird shit across the universe. They go to hell at one point. They go to the fucking moon. They fight gorillas. They fight fucking hell dogs. At one point, you have to feed hell dogs through walls in order to get various Easter egg attachments in order to do other stuff. And I'm not even talking about the spin-off characters from the spin-off universes. It's fucking complicated. Let's go to something simple. (laughs) Alright, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper's easy enough. It's another trilogy. I'm just gonna do the first movie. Sly Cooper is a thief. He's a world-renowned thief. And he's an orphan, and he has two friends who are also orphans. They all grew up in an orphanage together. There's the tech guy, there's the muscle, and there's, there's Sly. The three of them are a family. They all have a Scooby-Doo mystery machine van that they hide out in. And they go from weird location to weird location performing badass heists and fighting big bad guys. Yet again, great TV show, weird movie. His goal is to track down all the pieces of his family heirloom, the Thievius Raccoonus, which is passed down from family member to family member throughout time and space. And his goal is to get all the pieces so that you can he can understand All of his ancestors' ancient techniques, so he could defeat his enemies. And he has to take down all the people that murdered his parents. And eventually learning that they're all creating this big, mechanized creature that he needs to destroy. In the sequel games, there's time travel. They're trying to rebuild it. There's way more cool mechanics. It's a great game series, and it would make a great show. Or a really great movie. He's being chased by Foxy, who's like his Batman to his Catwoman. She's trying to tase him with this taser net and catch him all the time, and they have sort of this will-they-won't-they flirty thing going on. It works. It's a really simple crime movie where he has to rip off all the people that killed his parents and eventually defeat them and uncover the truth about his family legacy. Army of Two. Army of Two is pretty simple if you look at it on its surface. It's about two badass marines who are so good that they join the private military and it's all about the various crazy missions they go on and they eventually learn throughout their hijinks together in their sort of bromance that the people they're working for are up to no good and they eventually take down the private military complex and stop them from causing a world war where they are in charge. Where they start causing wars in order to be in them. It's a pretty cool story. There's a sequel called The Devil's Cartel I never played. I'm pretty sure it doesn't even have the same characters. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe it does. It's got badass masks and they work together. It'd be a pretty cool movie. The low point is that they one of them th- thinks the other one's dead or they get separated. The real low point also is they're finding out that their boss is the big bad. You know, classic video game movie stuff. Alan Wake. Sleepy Stephen King town. Alan Wake is a writer, and he can't come up with anything, so he goes to this small town in the middle of this foggy nowhere to write in a cabin in the woods. He starts writing this cool horror story, but he can't remember what he wrote, and then everything around him goes dark, and his girlfriend disappears, and he's trying to save her while surviving in the darkness that he created that's destroying the entire town and killing everyone around him. I can't even remember the end of that game. I think he destroys the pages, but I can't even remember. Be a dope-ass movie. At this point, you can tell I'm getting tired. Uh, The Bard's Tale. Uh, The Bard, he's a a stereotypical fantasy bard, but he talks to the narrator. You could probably have Liam... No, not Liam Neeson. Uh, You could probably have Ryan Reynolds or Hugh Jackman play him or Jim Jeffries would be really funny because he's Australian. You'd have Chase from House play him, too. That'd be cool. That guy's Australian, or at least he can do the accent, and uh he actually looks a lot like the guy. He'd actually be pretty good as the character. I'm sure he hasn't done a lot recently. basic plot of that is that there are a bunch of bad guys and they're doing some ritual or some shit, and he's got a, he's the chosen one, and he doesn't believe he's the chosen one, so then he's gotta go and track down all these bad guys and learn all these magical summons, and eventually he takes them down in a rainy tower, and he defeats all of them, and it's really simple. The post-apocalyptic Mario idea I started with, I don't even know how you would write that. Basic Mario is princess, she's been captured, you gotta save her. I don't even wanna try to write a Mario movie, there's no point in that. Doom, you can make another Doom movie that's like actually good, but the problem with that is that Doom isn't about story. I don't think you can adapt Doom into a movie because Doom is just killing. Even the Doom games, understand, like the Doom reboot, understands that Doom isn't about anything. They're bad guys. They are open a portal to hell because they're greedy. Hell comes out, so you kill demons because you're a demon for demons, and you kill them, you take them out, the end. And the second game, oh, Earth has been taken, now you gotta fix Earth and save Earth. To be honest, Doom already was made as a movie, and that's the best we're probably gonna get, because I don't know what the fuck you could do with a story with Doom, because Doom has no rewarding characters and no reason to work. It just works because it's a game and it's about kicking ass and murder and shit. And it's about the fun of the combat and that's it. It would not work as a movie, it would not work as a game. I don't even know why I added it to the list. I just kinda wanted to talk about Doom a little bit. Fallout, you could do a movie about any of them. Fallout 4 is probably the easiest one to do a movie about. You're a war hero in the 50's alternate future. And you're about to tell your speech about how, you know, war never changes at the VA. And then a nuke goes off and you and your wife get into the shelter because you just talked to a guy about it. You get in the shelter and then they freeze you because they're evil scientists and they don't care about you. This is all experiments on you. Your wife wakes up and you wake up, but you're trapped. A bunch of bandits shoot your wife in the face and steal your son. And then you have to go on a revenge mission to get him. So you do the plot of Fallout 4, which is just kind of fucking around building a society. And then you teleport to this place called the Institute that you know stole your baby. And then it is revealed halfway through the movie at the big turn of the twist that your son is actually old now. And he's crazy. And he's been indoctrinated by the scientists. And he's replacing people with robots. And you need to either take him down or join him. And in the movie you would obviously take your son down and then the happy ending of the story would be that you take the robot that is a copy of your son and you raise him. The end. I added Left for Dead to the list even though it's an extra movie. But Left for Dead is actually a parody of zombie movies. So it would be a disservice to make Left for Dead into a movie. Because Left for Dead is just a bunch of zombie movies that you play. They all have movie posters and it's just you fighting zombies. There would be no story to that. And I don't want to add a story to it. Some games should not be adapted. So I've been recording for an hour, and I can already tell you that this is going to be a nightmare to edit, and I have a day to edit it. But I'll tell you this. Adapting movies from video games is entirely possible. There are dozens of stories to play with. I just explained a dozen of them, and in that dozen, there were four franchises. Video games can be movies, and it would work. And I guarantee that when they run out of t- shit in Marvel to do, and they run out of Star Wars shit to do, when they burn these franchises to the ground like they've been doing, they're going to need to burn some video game franchises to the ground. And some genius producer is going to Kevin Feige this shit, and they're going to create video game universes. It's already happening with Sonic. And Mortal Kombat. Both, all of these are franchises. Every video game movie is a franchise. It's a way to print money, you just make it. And they're not making them fast enough, and I want more of them. So I sat here, and I had 12 ideas, and I was like, I'll pick one. And instead, I did all 12 badly. So if anyone listens to this, let me know if you want me to do more of these. And, if I, and check if I have already, because I may have by the time you end up seeing this. But video games make awesome movies, but they make even better shows. And most video game movies should be shows. Because there's a lot of information in video games. Some of them have very simple and boring plots, and then others have incredibly intricate stories that are very episodic and character-based. And it really depends which kind of story the game is. But you get my point. All of these could work. And I just wish that they would make more of these. But anyway, thanks for listening. Bye.